Hello, what is up? Um, I don't really know why I just sang, but we're not gonna start over, so we're gonna roll with it. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Hope you guys are all having a great day. Uh, welcome or welcome back to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am your host, my name is Chloe. It's good to be here. I am uploading on Sunday. And usually I'm uploading on Fridays. That is my uploading day. So you guys are probably like confused, but it's okay because it's better late than never. Yes, this episode is late because I recorded it late, but I just, I, I, I don't know. Okay, let's see. A week ago, I uploaded, but then the week before that, I didn't upload. I literally just completely skipped a week, and that is totally fine. I've done that, like, once or twice before with this podcast, and that is totally fine. Um, I'm not too pressed about, you know, like, every single week um, because life happens, and sometimes you aren't in the mood to talk, you know what I mean? Uh, For my job, I'm a fitness instructor, so I'm talking when I'm working in that, like, in that specific case, you know, if I'm like actually teaching when I'm working, I am talking and I am not just talking, but I'm, you know, projecting my voice and I'm yelling and I'm, you know, being aware of what I'm saying. So sometimes it can be hard to want to, you know, record a podcast, especially if it's, you know, been a long week or a long day and I've been talking and stuff and that's just the last thing I want to do. Um, So it was a little bit of that. And then it was a little bit of just not really sure what I wanted to talk about. And not even like I didn't have an idea. It was just kind of what did I want to just, you know, what message did I want to spread for that week? What, um, you know, like what what topic would people find interesting? What topic would people benefit from? Especially something that I'm talking about. Uh, So, you know, I want to make sure I have any information or situations straightened out in my head that I wanted to talk about. So anyway, just a bunch of little excuses, but long story short, I just, you know, wasn't feeling it. I wasn't in that type of mood to be all talkative and positive. So that is totally fine, but we are here now. And like I said, better late than never. All right. If you're new here, The title of this podcast is You Learn Something New Every Day, and the reason it's that title is because I really emphasize the importance of being mindful and being present in your day-to-day life and, you know, just kind of living in the moment because when you are just going through your days, you know, going through the motions, you're not really putting purpose into your actions or you're not really thinking through your actions, you know, you're just kind of going through the motion. You're just kind of on autopilot. And that's fine. And that happens. I totally have been there. I totally understand that. And I think a lot of us find ourselves in that exact type of situation, whether it be with your school life, your work life, your everyday life, you know, your social life, your home life, whatever it is, we can get stuck in this routine and we can kind of just you know, not be mindful about what's going on. And if you are like that, that is totally fine. It's one thing to recognize that and to acknowledge that that is a big step in itself. 
in kind of not solving the problem because I don't want it to seem like that's like totally bad you know what I mean like that that happens but you definitely want to be able to be present and be able to be mindful because when you do that you find that you learn a lot of stuff that you wouldn't pick up on if you weren't being you know present in the moment so this can be something you learn about yourself it can be something you learn about other people or it can be something you learn about the world you know like the the planet the politics of what's going on I know there's a lot of shit going on right now and it's a lot of stress a lot of confusion and just it's just it's it's the unknown it's hard when people don't know something you know we are creatures of habit we're creatures of you know like we like to form routines and we like to plan ahead and it's kind of hard when you're not really sure how something is going to turn out whether it be you know who wins the election or what or whatever else it is okay it doesn't have to be specific to that um to that but yeah anyway I like to share something that I learn every day so for me today what I learned is that people really will complain or nag or intervene with anything and like yes you're probably like Chloe how have you not known that already I I, I did know it but um I did have a little you know intervention a little uh um I, I don't know what to call it exactly I just there was a there was an interaction with someone and I found it to be very unnecessary on their part very you know kind of petty kind of it just unnecessary you know people really always have something to say they always have something to critique and I am one of those people I love criticism okay like corrective criticism you know like if you're trying to help me in the sense of you're giving me criticism that will benefit me from learning that and you know like taking that knowledge and using it to better myself whether it be in the sense of uh, my teaching how I teach you know maybe someone gives me some criticism after class and they're like hey like loved your class uh if I were to you know give you any pointers it would be I don't know maybe talk a little bit louder I I'm like screaming on the microphone so that um that's not (laughs) that's not something that people say to me but just for an example you know like people could be like maybe talk a little bit louder project your voice a little bit more um but this this criticism that was given to me was just kind of not necessary it was kind of um you know just literally the only reason I can think of them saying anything is just to point something out you know it doesn't really even affect them it doesn't really affect me or anyone else but apparently it affected them because they had something to say about it so anyway people 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 always you know you think you know (laughs) you you start okay is it just me or like will I whenever I'm like sitting there and I'm like wow like humanity is 
actually okay you know like you're like oh okay like people are actually like there's some good people out there like people can be fine you know people can be good and then there's that one person that like completely is awful to you and rude to you or is just an asshole and then vice versa I'll be sitting there like wow like humanity sucks like I can't believe like we've you know let uh, like let this get to this level and I can't believe that people think this way and I can't believe people you know do this and you know all this awful things are happening and then there's like one you know person that compliments you later that day and you're like oh shit like you know I was just saying how awful everybody is and you know someone just proved me wrong so getting proved wrong is kind of kind of dope honestly kind of dope all right anyway Enough rambling on my end. We're going to get into the main topic of today. Today I'm going to talk about something that's kind of personal, but I'm also not entirely just going to be talking about my personal experience. But yeah, it is going to be kind of a personal story intertwined with what we're going to talk about. Uh, And personal for me and also personal for my family. So that's why I'm not going to get as into it because on my end I don't really care that much you know like how much people know with this topic however I want to respect the privacy of my you know my my dad my mom my siblings um any other extended family so yeah just keep that in mind that this is from my point of view this is from my perspective uh we're gonna talk about Divorce. I don't even think I've said it yet on here. We're going to talk about divorce and being a kid with divorced parents. Um, No, I'm not technically a kid anymore, but I am the child of divorced parents. So, we're going to talk about that. Um, A little disclaimer. If this is going to trigger you or upset you, you know, maybe you have some stuff in the past and you went through this. Uh, which I'm really sorry if that is the case, but if, you know, if this is going to be too difficult of a topic to, you know, hear about, no problem, uh, go listen to, you know, some fun, happy music, whatever you want to listen to, and just catch me next week with a different topic, okay, no, totally no problem if this is not for you. All right, I'm gonna just kind of get into this. Again, this is, From my point of view with this whole situation, this is from, and I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a a wife, I'm not a, an ex-wife, I'm not, you know, I haven't even had an official relationship, let alone a marriage, uh, and I don't plan on that, (laughs) I don't plan on that soon at all, but my point being, I, like, we're talking about divorce, but I'm also, I've never been through that firsthand I've witnessed it but I've never been through it if that makes sense you know like I've been through it but in a different way like in the sense of I was one of the kids all right let's talk about the before okay let's talk about the before the big um the past you know like the the past present and the future we're gonna talk about the past a little bit before the divorce So, it is very possible to have both bad or good slash happy, you know, examples of your parents being married before a divorce, okay? So, 
parents that get divorced or separated, it is still like you can look back and be like, it's so different for everybody. Some people, they look back at their parents who were divorced and they were like, oh, like they were so happy, you know, like they had a great good example of a of a relationship you know like of a married couple they it was a very good example for the kids you know they they it was a healthy relationship at least on the outside um and maybe it really was a healthy relationship just not up to a certain point um but it's also very possible you know vice versa for the the marriage to be really unhealthy and toxic and just setting a bad example for the kids which is for me when my parents started going through you know their whole ordeal before the official separation they it it, it was good it used to be a good marriage and it was healthy and it was a good example for my siblings and I but it reached a point at one time uh I'd say for me about like middle school where I even before, like, now that I look back, but definitely I, in the moment, I noticed in middle school how things shifted, and it was noticeable, um, and it affected, you know, me and my siblings, and that affected us and the people that we were around, and, you know, our lives, and what we did with school, and sports, and all that. It's, it's hard because okay, I'm the youngest. My sister is 15, Isabel, and then my brother Tristan is 13, and then I'm 18. When I'm talking about this from my personal story, my parents first separated when I was ooh, I was 13, 14. Yeah, right. I have no idea. 14, I want to say. Uh, yeah, 14, and they separated, and then they got back together, or, like, moved back in together, and then they separated again, and this time was permanent, as I'm currently living with my dad, and my siblings are currently living with my mom, but at the time, they were even, you know, I was younger, so my siblings were even younger, and I was at the age where I could kind of understand, and I knew a lot more than like about the whole situation between my my mom and my dad I knew a lot more about them and the issues that they were having than my siblings did and I was able to put it into perspective better but my siblings didn't really understand what was going on and they you know they they just they were just too young to uh, understand that completely and you know like Not even just the specifics of what, like, our specific scenario was, but just the whole idea of divorce itself is very hard to grasp as a child, especially when you're living in a house with two parents that, you know, seem like they're happy at first, you know, like, or used to seem like that. So it's hard. It's kind of confusing to wrap your head around it. Uh, but yeah, I knew a lot more than they did, so it was hard because I was always looking out for them. I, whether they realized it or not, sometimes I think they didn't recognize that I was just trying to, you know, protect them or help them or whatever it was, but there were definitely some times where I would get kind of upset thinking about how 
they weren't getting my siblings weren't getting a good example of what a marriage should be or what a relationship should be and it I would just you know I just would think about that a lot and I would worry for them that they would grow up to be to find themselves you know thinking that that's how a marriage or a relationship works when in reality it's just that's not how a healthy one works so hope that makes sense for you guys but yeah just being the oldest and someone who cares about my siblings and loves them a lot that was kind of hard um but I noticed when the switch flipped in their marriage some kids do some kids don't again it depends on the age depends on the situation sometimes sometimes not always sometimes it's better to separate when things are not going well because like like sometimes it's just better with the parents apart for the kids sake instead of you know forcing the fake you know quote-unquote love you know like that's not love that's just dealing with each other for the sake of your kids and sometimes it's not for the sake of them sometimes they're not really thinking about the kids they're just thinking about themselves whether it be the financial aspect of it okay because sometimes you know that is definitely a valid reason um it's okay it's I don't think it's a valid reason to stay together but I totally understand where that comes into play in the sense of you know like can you afford housing you know like can one parent be alone and afford to support themselves and kid kids whatever they have you know how many kids they have uh there's a lot of aspects into play and that's the just that's just the financial aspect you know there's other parts to it like location wise and job wise like where are you gonna live where are you gonna work you know like where are you gonna whatever like whatever but sometimes it's better to separate for the kids sake and I think that's how it was for me my dad was definitely holding on like he was not holding on he was going through the he was going through the motions like what I said earlier just kind of you know still in the marriage but you could tell he wasn't really you know in it the same and he just didn't he still loved my mom but wasn't in love you know it was a different type of love it wasn't the same as it used to be and it sucks but that happens and sometimes parents are able to be civil and they're able to work well together and they are able to be like all right you know what we're gonna set our differences aside and we're gonna work together and do this for the kids okay we're gonna keep working together until they're all you know off at college or wherever and then we can you know think about ourselves but right now we got to be selfless and think about the kids so sometimes that is the situation and sometimes that works that's the best decision for the kids that doesn't always work that way it's not always the case sometimes parents aren't able to be civil and they aren't able to put their emotions aside and they're not able to put their differences aside in order to you know keep their kids in a you know healthy environment um and it's just it it just depends on the marriage it depends on 
the parents. It depends on the kids. Uh, you know, a lot of aspects come into play. So let's talk a little bit about the during. Okay, we talked about the before. Let's talk about the during. It is fucking messy and emotional. There are some messy emotions with one or both parents. Okay? Sometimes. I'm not saying that uh, any of them have to have messy emotions going on. You know, sometimes it's a super mutual situation and they're both just like, you know what? I just don't think this was, you know, like we were meant we were meant to be. Uh, we work good as friends and that's that, you know, there's no crazy strong emotions going on. Uh, but sometimes, you know, there's a lot of history and there's a lot of, uh, unsolved and unresolved shit that, that just goes way back. And you know, it's just the history and it's the comfortability and it's the, it's the familiar air. Fuck. I can't say that word. Familiar, <laughs> familiar, What's that word? Am I saying that? Familiatory. Familiar. No. Familiar. The. (laughs) You guys are like, I have no idea. Okay. Being familiar. Okay. With one another. That is comfortable. Okay. That is, you know. It's comfortable. It's, it's easier. It's less difficult. It's less confrontational. But. There can be a lot of history and a lot of, you know, one-sided emotions. You know, one person could be deeply in love with the person. The other one could be, like, totally not. And it's messy in that sense where it's like, you know, one person's hanging on to the marriage and the other one is like, you know, not... Like, they let go a long time ago. You know what I mean? So, emotions can get very messy with divorce and that involves both the kids and the parents because the kids can get emotional too and the kids can get messy emotions too and they can get messy with one another and they can get messy with each other so like the kids can you know get emotional and have a hard time with each other like the siblings and then the parents can have a difficult time with one another and then it can also affect the relationship between the kids and the parents directly so a lot of a lot of aspects there a lot to think about okay so for me this is where it's gonna really get specific to my to my personal story and my personal experience because obviously everybody's different so for me one person moved out first, okay? And it wasn't like we both moved out once. One parent moves out first. Then what? Okay? What did the kids do? Where do they go? And why? You know, there's always the there's always the why. You can't just be like, oh, like it's just gonna be like every other week they're gonna switch off. Okay, but no, how far are the parents from each other, you know? Like how old are the kids? Are they even able to drive themselves to you know, commute back and forth, or do they need to schedule, you know, times to meet and, you know, switch off the kids? Do they need to, or is it even not going to be a week by week thing? Is it straight up going to be one, you're living with one parent and the other one you see maybe once every few weeks, maybe you see them once every few months or something like that, depending on how far one of the parents moves. 
and the relationship that you have with that parent. There's also the thing, there's also the thing where if you're, okay, if you didn't know this, if you are 16 or older, you can choose where you want to live, okay? You know, you can choose which parent you want to be with. If you're under that age, it's not that you don't have a say at all, you know, you can totally, you know, you kind of have a say because you can obviously, you know, have a voice and you can, you know, make a commotion and if something is really bad with one parent, um, say they have a bad addiction, for example, like a drug addiction or something and they are like, I can't live with that parent, like I can't be around that parent, it's not safe. You can, you know, if you're under that age, you can obviously do something about it. I was not in that scenario because when they actually separated the second time, I was 16. So I was able to, you know, not have to worry about that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's up to the parents sometimes. And for me, what happened is my mom moved out and my mom filed for my siblings to live with her and my dad signed off on it because he didn't want to cause any more, you know, like commotion than what needed to happen uh, because commotion would have, would have, would have occurred. Let me tell you if, if he tried to fight that, um, which is kind of unfair in my personal opinion because there's no reason that my siblings shouldn't be able to come live over here with my dad and I. But anyway, I live with my dad. We stayed together and then my siblings and my mom stayed together. And I still see my siblings a lot and my dad still sees my siblings and my mom still sees me sometimes I that's a whole nother story (laughs) but my siblings and I still get to see each other quite often and honestly if anything I think us living in different houses brought us closer same goes uh uh, I was gonna say same goes for my mom I don't think it necessarily brought us closer I think it just kind of bettered our relationship in the sense that we weren't around each other nearly as much as we were And I was able to kind of step away from that relationship and we were able to have our space and um, we just function better when we have our space, you know, when we finally do see each other. It's easier to be, you know, civil and actually have, you know, a nice time instead of just arguing and, you know, just it's just a complicated relationship it's not not anything too foreign or deep but you know what I mean you know what I mean there's always there's always something okay what else do I have written down in my notes in my notes oh yeah 16 uh yeah if you're under 16 you gotta go with whatever's filed by the parent um obviously if there's something unsafe or you know just not correct with that living situation it's not like it's the end-all be-all um because you know you can kids can bring attention to it to another trusted adult or whatever but it's okay like I was saying with my siblings it's confusing to not live with someone 
one or more people in your family after you have been living with them. So I was 16 when, you know, all that happened, when my mom moved out and my siblings. And it was weird because I had been living with, you know, there was five of us in the house and that's how it always was. We always all lived together. And now, like, I was so used to having this, you know, like, bigger family and there's always people home, you know, there's never, like, quiet time in the house. And now, it's just me and my dad. I don't live with my siblings. I don't see them that often. I don't, you know, if it's the middle of the night, my, like, it's not like I, and I'm awake, it's not like I can just walk to my sister's room and be like, yo, walk downstairs with me and get a snack. <laughs> because we would do that shit. Or like, yo, like, why can't I sleep? Or why are you awake too? You know, like we wouldn't, we can't, you can't do that. You know, it's just, nobody's here. It's just my dad and I, and my dad has work. I have work. We work at different times of the day, depending on the day we work at different places. You know, we have different stuff going on. So for me now I am home alone most of the time and it's quiet and it's kind of lonely, but I do have my dogs, So that's good, but it's definitely a lot more, uh, it's a lot to adjust to, you know, it's a completely different vibe over here. And then as for my siblings and my mom, like, you know, my mom's used to, and same for my dad, like they're both, they were both used to, you know, like sharing their room with each other and living in the same house and sleeping in the same room and, you know, like having both, all their kids in one house with them. Uh, my siblings and I, like, we, you know, we all had our rooms, like, right next to each other, and we'd always, like, be together, and now it's just them two, and it's all, it's different for all of us, and all of our different perspectives, but bottom line, it's an adjustment, it's confusing, it's different, it's weird, it's unexpected, um, that's the other thing with this, it's very, it's not like one of those things that people plan for, you know, it's not like you, it's not like when I was like 10, I was like, all right, I have six more years to live with my siblings, like, that's, I don't know, it's just, you don't think about it like that, it's, it's kind of, kind of fucked up, but another thing, I was saying earlier how, fi like, finances, you know, the money situation, the financial stability that people have and families have is a big factor, you know, that contributes to different choices relating to the separation or the divorce, because if money is tight already, money's going to get even tighter when your parents separate. One of them probably, they could have the same exact job and the same exact pay, or they could have different jobs and different pays. One parent makes more than the other, Money's going to be tight for both, but money is going to be super tight for the one that doesn't make as much. And then the one that does make more is going to be, you know, paying even more in child mortgage and stuff. And that is, that can get expensive. So there's a lot of, you know, financial aspects that have to come into play with that. Money can be very tight uh, it's very stressful, especially with moving, and it just doesn't add to the moving stress. There's also the, the money stress that comes with that. Um, but yeah, money involving anything is always stressful, so that's kind of a given. 
Um, but yeah, last thing for during for the kids, it sucks, but unfortunately, kids might and honestly, more likely than not, get pressured to go one way or the other, you know, like live with one parent or the other or pick sides. That shit is so stupid, and I think parents that do that, that force their kids to make a decision or make them feel like they have to make a decision to choose a side or, you know, to, like, move in with one and not the other or, like, ignore the other one or whatever it is. Like, I think that parents that, you know, put that on their kids is very uh, selfish, and I think it's very... I just, I don't agree with it, and I don't think it is healthy for either the kid or the parent. Um, it puts a strain on their relationship. It puts a strain on the other parents and the, that kid's relationship, and <sighs> it's just a fucked up situation. This entire situation is so fucked up, and it's so common, and it's so freaking crazy how common this type of stuff can be. But, yeah, one parent might pressure one another way, and that happened to me. Uh, I, my mom definitely was, you know, putting that type of pressure on me to pick a side, to, you know, she'd use me to vent a lot. I was the oldest. My dad was obviously the one that she was having these difficulties with and the strains with so she leaned on me and she leaned a lot on me and so that put a strain on my dad and I's relationship because I'm only getting her side you know my dad isn't venting to me he's not you know leaning on me that like like in that way and because I'm his kid he shouldn't but it put a strain on our relationship because I'm only getting her side and she's telling me whatever she wants to say about my dad, about the situation, about whatever. And that's just getting fed into my brain. You know what I mean? Like, what else am I, like, what am I going to say? I don't know anything else. I don't know any better. Um, so, you know, if she would, you know, be like, if who's, who would you live with? Like, why? And if I picked him, it's like, why? You know? And then you feel like shit and they make you feel like shit. So, it's all fucked up like I've been saying it's all very fucked up but unfortunately that happens uh kids are definitely pressured to you know do certain stuff uh, I know my siblings were both I they're both I I'm happy I think they're both I I think them living with my mom is good and I think our situation like me living with my dad and them with my mom is actually a really healthy good thing because my dad and I have very similar uh, uh we, we're just very similar in a lot of ways, you know, like, we both wake up, we eat the same type of, you know, healthy food, and so our groceries are, you know, like, that's very convenient, because we eat the same groceries, pretty much, and, like, we both drink espresso, we both drink coffee every morning, so, like, we have an espresso maker, and, like, whoever's up first is the one making it, and, like, we just have a good routine down, and we're able to we're able to work really well together and vice versa with my my siblings and my mom you know like they all go to school in this neighborhood my mom works for the school one of the schools in this neighborhood um and they you know it just it just works out and 
yeah i they were definitely pressured to move in with her and not live over here and uh they definitely would get guilted for sleeping over here or coming over here which is very fucked up and very stupid but unfortunately that's how it is and i can't really do anything about it other than remind them that at the end of the day it's their choice you know if they want to see my dad like they have every right to see my dad and they shouldn't be guilted into not seeing him just because it you know upsets my mom or whatever you know like that's i don't know that's that shit's bullshit but whew, that's the during okay now in my notes i have after which is basically just kind of post moving you know like post separation okay here okay here wait here blah, 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 blah. here's the other thing separating and and divorcing is very different because uh at least where i live in the state of maryland you can't legally get divorced until you've been separated for a year so my parents legally finally got divorced as of july actually but they had been separated since not the december before but the one before that so like well over a year they were separated and then the divorce became official so you know two parents could be separated for eight months and at least in this state and you know they they're not technically divorced yet but uh just keep that in mind but um yeah the after so after the separation you know after you're not living with your entire family and your parents, you're not moving, you're not living with both of them anymore, um, they eventually might start dating again, and when is very different, uh, some parents straight up just won't, some will, some will right away, some it might take them a year, might take them a few years, uh, which is very normal, very valid, because especially if you're coming out of a marriage that's like, like, my parents were, like, 20-something years. Like, that's that's a long time. That's a lot of history. Hell, you got... Like, they had three kids together. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, my dad does have a girlfriend now. And I've met her a few times. And he, you know, she makes him very happy. And it seems like they are very happy. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's going great. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, is not, you know, that I know of, not dating anybody and honestly i don't know when she will if she will but uh yeah it's just different for everybody you know i think she's still healing from everything and that is totally fine because everybody heals at their own pace everybody you know time heals everything honestly so everybody it takes different amount of time for everybody sometimes it's hard though because that can be hurtful if someone, you know, takes quicker than you to move on, if someone takes quicker than you to heal, it's it's hard and um, people go through that with relationships, let alone, you know, marriages um, and like families. But uh, yeah, that's definitely a big, a big part of it. And that can be hard. Uh, you got to commute. I said this earlier, but like when you're the kid... Dude, you have to go back and forth, and it doesn't, like, I I don't even live with my mom, but I'm going back and forth, it feels like, sometimes, because I'll go over there to see my siblings, 
you know, they can't drive, so I got to go back and forth to, like, pick them up or drop them off or bring them over here or just to go see them and then I have to come back and then, you know, you got to go back and forth and you got to go between parent and parent and you have to kind of, if you don't live with one of them, if you only live with one, you have to make an effort. The parent does too. It's not all on the kid. It's definitely the parent has to make an effort too. But like the kid can't, you know, if if I completely stopped talking to and like completely just cut off like my mom, I'm not going to because my siblings live with her and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to see her. But if I just completely was like, I'm not going to see her anymore. I don't want to talk to her anymore. I honestly could do that. Nothing is stopping me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying it like that, but like literally, you know what I mean? Like I live with my dad. I'm 18. I don't, you know, I'm not dependent on her for anything. There's nothing really stopping me. I could technically do that, you know what I mean? And that can happen depending on the situation. You know, if there's another 18-year-old and they're living with their dad or they're living with their mom, they could easily cut off the other parent. And vice versa, honestly, with the parent and the kid, which sucks. But the parent could do that too, you know? Like, same, vice versa. My mom could do that for me, you know? She could be like, you know what? Chloe lives with her dad. Fuck her dad. Um, not talking to either of them ever again. That could happen. That could work. I mean, not, not, like, work as in, like, that, that would be good, but, like, that would, you know, that could happen. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying, theoretically, that could technically happen in a, a situation. I'm just using this as an example. <sighs> what else? Okay. So, I'm going to start to wrap this up here. In conclusion, I have three points that I wrote down for in, complu- in conclusion. What I want you to get from this. Divorce is messy and confusing, and it's stressful. It's messy because your emotions. It's messy because there's history. It's messy because there's kids. There's money. There's all this stuff okay there's all this stuff it's very messy there's a lot of factors there's always there's also it's also messy with like in the sense of gossip and drama you know like if you live in a a neighborhood where everybody knows who you are and everybody knows your situation and everybody knows your parents like people are gonna know people are gonna talk and it's gonna get messy it's confusing because nobody plans for divorce nobody expects a divorce I mean, people can expect a divorce, but, like, not, not, like, right away, you know, it's not like I popped out of the womb and was like, all right, gotta start preparing for 16 years from now, like, that doesn't happen, it's messy, it's confusing, and it's stressful as hell, okay, it's stressful in the sense of emotions, it's stressful in the sense of money, it's stressful in the sense of, you know, who's gonna live where, who's gonna move where, who's gonna you know, not live with the other one, like, it's, it's so stressful. Next point of what I want you to get from this. Um, this stuff has a permanent effect on lives, multiple lives. Divorce permanently, even if the parents get back together, like, 10 years from now or whatever, That still permanently affects everybody's life that was directly involved, okay? The kids are directly, 
are not directly the kids are permanently affected because they have different living situations uh whether that be the physical place they live whether that be who they live with whether that be what their living space is like you know like what that is like what the the vibe is like what the atmosphere is like in their living space um they are permanently affected in the sense of what they how they view marriage how they view love and families and you know starting a family and all that um it also permanently affects obviously the parents because they are losing uh they they might not be living with one of their kids anymore they might be honestly losing one of their kids depending on how messy the divorce was and you know say that like one parent the other kid is like one of their kids has been completely brainwashed by the other parent and they never see that other kid again because the parent completely just deceived them that permanently affects that parent and their relationship with their kid and then that affects you know their perspective on love it it affects the parents of perspective on relationships you know it could affect whether they date again ever could affect affect if they get married again ever it could affect if they have kids again ever you know depending on the age and all that um but yeah it's a very impactful situation i feel like i've used the word situation like 10 times to describe divorce but I don't know what other word to use (laughs) um last thing that I haven't talked about holidays holidays are fucking hard because the kids are sitting there like okay my mom wants us to come over for Christmas but so does my dad so what do I do Do I offend my mom? Do I offend my dad? Do I piss off my mom? Do I piss off my dad? Do I see both of them? Do I, like, try to do half and half? What if my mom... What if my mom doesn't want us in the evening? She wants us in the morning, but my dad also wants us in the morning. Uh, what if... You know, what if you can't do that half and half with the day? Maybe your parents live too far apart. What if... One of them doesn't celebrate something? The other one does. What if... Uh, like what if one kid doesn't want to see one parent on the holiday and then they're pissing off the them and then their siblings they're all like separated and it's just so messy and then there's always the extended family on the sides that are like with holidays and it's like okay it's not even just the one parent it's the whole family like which do we choose to spend this time with to spend this holiday with and it gets very it can get really messy and you know kids can be persuaded or forced depending on their age um by uh one of their parents to do you know to go one way or the other but uh yeah holidays are hard they're very confusing they're very they're kind of sad honestly (laughs) they're kind of really sad i don't like waking up I didn't like waking up on this past Christmas. I didn't like waking up without my siblings being, you know, sleeping in the same house with me. I just woke up and it was just my dad and I. And I, I mean, that was great. I love my dad so much. And I was really grateful to 
wake up in you know wake up and we were able to be together but it's it's hard you know you're not you're not spending it all together you know and holidays are such a family focused thing I don't even know holidays are just very family you know centered around family and uh it can get lonely. It can get extra depressing, honestly. Um, but the holidays can be like that in general. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I think that is a good place to wrap this up. Uh, I hope you guys... I know this was a different topic than what I normally talk about. But I do want to just, you know, share some perspective. Share some information. Maybe help some people out. Uh, maybe you learned something from this, okay? Maybe your parents are in a happy, healthy relationship and they're going to stay that way for the rest of their life. But maybe you got some friends that are in, you know, they have divorced parents or they're going through this and now you've learned some stuff and you've been able to put it into perspective and, you know, you can use that and think about how you would feel in this situation and just remember that for when you're, you know, trying to help out a friend or be there for your friend because this shit is hard it's confusing nobody really has the answers to anything nobody can really explain anything uh you just gotta kind of get through it and if you are going through this if your parents are currently you know whether that be them fighting or they are just not you know in a healthy relationship or they are separating or they have just separated or they're getting divorced or whatever it is my heart goes out to you um I feel you I've been there I've done that uh it sucks but you you can get through it might not always feel like that some situations are a lot easier than others but there's people out there that are just like you and you're not alone Okay, reach out to your friends, reach out to any trusted adult family members, reach out to any trusted adults that aren't family members, okay? Whichever, whatever you feel comfortable with, bottom line, you're not alone, and yeah, just, you gotta take it one day at a time. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, I hope you learned something, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, my social medias. My Instagram is Chloe.Vetter, C-H-L-O-E dot V as in Violet, E-T-T-E-R. You can follow me on there. Message me on there. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you thought about any other episode. Let me know what episodes you want to hear. You know, like, what, what do you guys, what, I can't even talk. <laughs> oh my goodness. What, let me know what you want to hear, okay? Let me know what topics you want me to talk about let me know. I literally, whatever you want to tell me, go ahead. Nothing is stopping you. <laughs> the The world is at your fingertips. I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Go do something for yourself. Go take care of yourself. Try something fun. Try something new. Uh, be mindful. Be present in your, mo- in your, in your day. Your day delay. See, this is why... <laughs> I can't talk. Be present in your day-to-day life. And I will see you guys on Friday. I was going to say next Friday, but it's not Friday today. So I'll see you guys on Friday for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week. Bye.